0: Welcome to the Live and Lightly Podcast. Join us as we share our journey towards simple, intentional living. This led us to pay off debt, sell the majority of our possessions, remodel and inhabit a vintage Airstream travel trailer, leaving us with time, money, and energy for what truly matters. Join the movement towards simple, intentional living. Welcome to Episode 7.5 of the Live and Lightly Podcast. I'd planned to release an episode all about teardrop trailers this week, but have been struggling oh. <coughs> <coughs> with a head cold. Uh, so I'm going to do a little mini episode, hence the 7.5, and um, if, all goes, if all goes as planned, I'll fully recover this next week, and then we'll get the uh, teardrop trailer episode up and ready for the 25th. So today, I'm going to be sharing our struggles with intentional income and what we are currently doing with our income. But first, let's get to the show shout-out. So this last week, I was interviewed by my new friend, Heath Padgett. I think that's how you say his last name. Sorry, Heath, if that's not. Uh, for his upcoming podcast, Make Money RVing. So there's there's lots of people that would like to travel with their families But a location independent income is a major, is a major challenge. Most people have to check into a job at a certain location. And so that keeps them from being able to travel. So Heath's podcast is going to feature interviews with folks who just, who do just that, who make an income, provide for their families while traveling. So the podcast is not live yet, but Heath does have a private Facebook community around this topic. And it's, it's called uh, make money RVing. I'll put a link in the show notes about it. So I just joined the group I'm look forward looking forward to dive in, uh, learning, contributing and um, yeah again, you can find find that link in the show notes slash podcast seven and then a dash five. So if you're interested in diversifying your income and perhaps transitioning to some more you know kind of passive income where you don't have to necessarily trade time for money and something that you can do from anywhere. I highly recommend connecting with folks who have done that. So whether you're listening to podcasts like Platt Flynn, reading blogs, watching videos, uh, maybe connecting on, on forums or groups like this Facebook page, it's super valuable to learn from what others have done and then experiment and take action for yourself in doing that. All right, let's get into today's show. As many of you know by listening to previous episodes We have very specific intentional goals with our our current lifestyle. So number one, we want to spend time as an immediate family. Um, So I want to spend time, as much time as I can, with my wife and my two kids. Uh, Number two, we want to spend time with extended family. So we want our kids uh, to grow up around their cousins, knowing their grandma and grandpa, and more than just, you know, on an occasional holiday and number three, we want to pursue work we are passionate about and we feel that we're called to and that makes a difference in this world. So given these specific goals, we are constantly struggling with the balance of meaningful work that provides an income so we can pay the bills and having time to invest in meaningful relationships. And we feel like there's a balance point that we haven't been able to to achieve quite yet, that we're still kind of grappling at it and struggling with it, but it hasn't hasn't leveled out yet. So on the one hand, if you neglect uh, the income work side, then you have to say no to certain things. So this may be needs. It may be wants. It may be comfort things. It may be things like the freedom to travel you know, where and when you want. It may be things like for us, uh, being able to invest in some land and put down some roots. So being able to have the capital to – we don't have to pull out loans or mortgages. We can you know build a little house, get some land, and, and have a little homestead. So in the future, we plan to devote an entire episode about our transition plans from kind of what we're doing now with our Airstream and kind of traveling in in circuits to having kind of some more routes. But just to give a brief summary, they are to, we want to build a little house. Uh, right now the, the thought is a little 300 square foot tiny house on wheels. So it's kind of versatile (laughs) and then get some land, um, whether we buy it right off or we lease it or maybe lease with an option to buy, we don't know. Uh, but we want to have a little homestead. We want to grow some food. We want to teach other people to, to do that. We think in this day and age, uh, it's really important work. And then we would like to build a little uh, teardrop trailer coupled with a little Volkswagen TDI, diesel, nimble, zippy car. So we can travel 6, 8, 10, 12 weeks out of the year, but kind of shorter shorter trips. Like it, it's right now we take everything, basically everything we own with us on the road. And that's just kind of, it's a little much. So it'd be nice to just be able to, uh, you know, hop in the tier, in the little car, in the teardrop trailer and, and do some little mini trips. Now the income we've built and sustained over the past three years, uh, it's, it's been enough. It's been enough to do limited travel. We got to do some exploring we have food, we have clothes, we basically have all of our net necessities, and we have lots of time as a family. But there hasn't been much margin to save. So I'm not complaining uh, about the last three years. We are incredibly blessed, and I am super thankful for the time. But our current lot and what we're doing right now is not working for where we called, where we feel called. We need to be. So we're in the process of addressing this, and. We're in the process of leveraging our existing businesses and building new streams to increase our income so we can meet some of these goals plus have more more uh more resources to to give and to share so here specifically is what we are doing please excuse me as I uh, sniffle and and hack along throughout this so number one we are uh, leveraging our existing teachers paid teachers income so teachers paid teachers is a website a uh, basically a platform where teachers can sell uh, resources they make to other teachers. Um, really successful platform. Uh, millions of buyers, uh, thousands and thousands of sellers. There are some teachers on there that are doing very well. And it's provided uh, two-thirds of our of our income. The other third is is outdoor school, which I do at a, a local camp up here in North Idaho in the spring and the fall, which is something that you know, as we talked about meaningful work, it's something that I absolutely love. I love to spend time outside and I love to help uh, kids experience God's creation. Um, so I'm, I'm thankful that I get to do that and it it provides, you know, a bit of income. So back to Teachers Pay Teachers, it provides about two thirds of our income and we're in the process of kind of rounding out our store offerings. So basically we've, when we got started, Shay just kind of threw up a, uh, I think the first thing she made was a a September 11th craftivity. And it was like a a firefighter little face that I kind of sketched out. And it's a little craft that you put together, the little hat, and you can put a mustache on him. And then below it, he's holding kind of this writing sheet where they can draw a little picture and then they can write about what they learned. And I think there's a little mini book with it. And then there's a army person and a... A police officer, and we kind of bundled all those up and sold it. Well, it it did really well, and so from there we kind of just experimented with things and uh, threw up random lessons, random units. Since then, we've we've tried to be a little more intentional, and right now our store is comprised of three different main things. One, we do classroom themes, so ABC banners, uh, you know, for the classroom. And desk name tags and labels for around the classroom and job chart and all with certain themes like under the sea, uh, owl theme. So I think we have four or five, maybe six different classroom themes that we sell. And I think those are priced at like 15 to $18. And there's a couple hundred pages there of resources that teachers can customize and print out and yeah, basically outfit and decorate their classroom. So Classroom Themes is one area we focused on, and that's done very well for us. And then we do seasonal craftivities, and basically that's like the the 9-11 thing. So we have St. Patrick's Day, we have Mayflower, we have All About Apple Pie, All About Pumpkins, we have St. Patrick's Day, we have MLK, we have Groundhog's Day, I don't know if I said that. So we have all these individual kind of, we're trying to, basically round out our store so that every every holiday, every seasonal change, we have some type of something that we can offer. Because there's been a while there, like August, September, when when teachers are going back to school, we would sell a lot of the classroom themes and it would do really well. But then through the winter, fall and winter, it would kind of dry up. And you know we'd just have a couple hundred dollars a month in sales and that's no good for paying the bills. So Anyway, trying to round out our store with different seasonal items. And then the other thing we offer is character education. Um, so uh, it's kind of in line with uh, Leader and Me and, and Seven Habits. So it's, it's supplemental resources that go along with those different like uh, uh, work before play. And so we, we offer individual craftivities for each of those habits. But then we also bundle them into kind of like a ma- mega bundle. Um, And that's actually worked well for all of our things and bundling them into uh, bigger upsell things that make sense. So all of our craftivities, you can buy all of our craftivities for the year for like 30 bucks. And that also includes any future unit we make, we kind of throw into the bundle. Um, So we've been selling a handful of those, which is is cool. So yeah, we have character education, uh, seasonal craftivities, and then the classroom themes. So, working just to kind of round out the store, so that there's not the lulls, you know, in the uh, uh, different parts of the season, and then also working to improve those current offerings that we have. So, adding additional resources, making sure the the cover images, the teaser images are top notch. Kind of doing branding, making sure everything looks uh, seamless, looks professional, and then um, working on promotion we've ad- adding like upsell sheets to the end of our products in the beginning of our products. So that just say like, Hey, you like this, you know, you like this craftivity or this theme or what this character education thing, check out this, here's our other offerings to try to leverage those, uh, you know, individual sales we get trying to then make and push for another sale and then doing more things on Pinterest. So we've been experimenting with some Pinterest ads and, um, that's paying off very well. Um, Pinterest is, is a, is our our main source of driving traffic to our products, and Pinterest ads just kind of take it to a new level where you can really target uh, keywords, audiences, and that's worked very well. So as like uh, it's October right now, September 11th just happened, so we promoted our September 11th thing, and it just it went gangbuster. It was awesome, so that we'll continue to experiment with that and trying to fine tune that. So that's what we're doing with our. Existing teachers pay teachers business. So, in addition to teachers pay teachers, we just purchased a an existing curriculum called KinderQuest, and KinderQuest was developed by a kind of a there's a a gentleman that did our marriage counseling. I I did some construction work for him, good friend, and uh, it's his mother-in-law developed this curriculum. She's retired. Um, They were marketing it back in the uh, early 90s, and. Kind of trying to go after the the Christian niche market and go into trade shows and go into conventions and you know, they sold a handful of of their curriculum, but it just didn't really it didn't really scale how they wanted it to. So yeah, she's old, she's retiring, so she had all these materials in her garage and they were just gonna kinda die this this sad death where she poured her life work into this materials and it wasn't gonna go any further. And so yeah, our friend Doug was like, Hey, you should talk with talk with her about, um, you know, purchasing it or using it. I know you guys do stuff on TPT. So we, um, we sat down and looked at the materials and yeah, they're top notch. It's, it's stuff that is, uh, Quest is a, a program that is, it's for kindergarten and like remedial first, but it's, it's has tons of songs and there's movements and there's games and it's dance and it's play. And so as people went through, uh, the Quest program, Kids in kindergarten would basically learn to read at the end. They loved to read; like they they liked doing it. It wasn't like this uh, kind of premature force thing. So outstanding program, super good content. Uh, the art was a little bit outdated. So basically, anyway, we just finished uh, negotiating kind of a a purchase agreement, and yeah, we 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 now have the rights to KinderQuest. And we're working to update that, update some of the graphics and and get it so that we can market it on Teachers Pay Teachers. Yeah, super excited about it. One of the biggest cruxes in business is, is having that that content or that value proposition. Like so for us to come up with the stuff that we have already made on Teachers Pay Teachers takes a lot of time and energy. And there's lots of other people out there kind of doing the same thing. And so this was stuff that was kind of outside our expertise with song and music and and that a not a ton of other people are doing, so I can kind of set up, we can set ourselves apart a bit by using it. Anyway, so um, it just makes tons of sense for our kind of um, our passions and our experience. Uh, with what we've done with teachers pay teachers and and um so we've launched our kinder quest store we've updated part one which is numbers zero through five and letters a through g and if you have a kindergartner check it out the uh the alphabet parade song which is like Allie the alligator's marching along Allie the alligator singing her song she says ah ah so these kids are marching around with these little banners and then they're making motions with their hands and they learn proper mouth posture and how to actually say the letters and sound them out and uh, tons of fun. Anyway, that Animal Parade song is a freebie on the store. I'll make sure to, to link that in the, uh, the show notes. Yeah, we we're just we're super excited about it. It's going to be quite a bit of work to, to update all the materials and to get them all kind of digital and online. But um, yeah, we're super excited about it. And just to put a little plug out there, we are looking for a talented illustrator. Yeah, the graphics are were custom done by like a personal friend of these of these people. And while they're good, they just look kind of like 1994. And so, yeah, we want to put our best foot forward in saying like, hey, this method is tried and true, not this method is from 1994. So anyway, if you're an illustrator, if you know of an illustrator, uh, drop us a line in the contact form on our website. So yeah, the the plan with KinderQuest is to get it on Teachers Pay Teachers. It's kind of a big, complete curriculum, and so we're working to break it out into little chunks that teachers that already have programs that they're using can use little components of it. So yeah, going to market on Teachers Pay Teachers, and then we're exploring other channels and different ways that we can market it, you know, maybe through our individual website or maybe hit up some trade shows. Uh, Yeah. We don't know exactly, but we're starting out with the uh, the Teachers Pay Teachers platform. So that is kind of the second facet of what we're doing and what we're working on right now, we're trying to leverage our existing TPT business and working to update this uh, Kinder Quest curriculum and get that live. And then the last project that we're currently working on that we're attempting to kind of round out our income stream, our income portfolio, if you will, is uh, is a, a niche website. And so a niche website is basically on a specific niche or topic. And then you there's different ways that you can take that niche and monetize it. So the first goal is to establish a, a niche where there's actually some traffic around it, where there's actually some interest, where there's some needs. And so, I mean, this can be anything. This can be around fly fishing. This can be around hobbies. It can be around food. It can be around basically anything. But uh, the more specific, the better. Yeah, then you can do... You know affiliate sales. You can just do advertising. You can you can sell individual products. Um, there's a lot of different ways that you can take then that that niche that traffic, and then leverage it into income. Well, we stumbled into our niche site through our blog, Living Lightly, and basically we're trying to make our airstream off grid as possible. So the goal was just have all off-grid systems so we could just kind of roll up into park in a field and have our needs for power and heat and our toilet and all that just kind of met without having to connect to, you know, a sewer system or the power grid or, you know, have propane. So when it comes to heat, we were looking into – I was really interested in in wood stoves. So finding a small wood stove that could heat the little space and do it safely and and not, you know, have – just this massive couple hundred pounds cast iron thing in this, you know, in our space. So we're looking at these different small options. So basically I wrote an article kind of outlining our plan of what we wanted to do. And then basically just a list of all the options that were currently out there. You know, there was a few for sailboats. Uh, There's a couple specialty ones kind of for for tiny houses. And since we initially wrote the article, there is a lot more options for uh, small Wood stoves for tiny spaces. So anyway, I wrote this article, and I would notice on our analytics that as I checked it periodically, that we were getting like two thirds of our traffic was going to that one blog post. And I just I was like, oh, huh, that's interesting. I began to look in it more, began to do a little bit of keyword research, and yeah, we were. If you looked up uh, small wood stove, small wood stove and RV. Tiny wood stove, you know, any of those keywords we were ranking for it. And we got tons of traffic to it. So the plan was, I was like, oh, I'm going to make a website. We, we ended up calling it tinywoodstove.com. And uh, I'm going to contact some of these manufacturers that we featured. And we're going to have kind of a an information authority site where people can come and look at reviews. They can look at videos. They can see, you know, how to install the things, any questions they have they could be answered. And then we would just plug these different stoves. And uh, maybe get a small affiliate check from it uh, for for stoves that we sold. We eventually got one manufacturer to, to do an affiliate, but it just didn't it wasn't working out. So we were you know we were paid a handful of, of affiliate commissions yet we were sending just uh, tons of traffic and we're getting more and more and more traffic. So we decided that um, really the only way that we could have any type of control of income that this site generated, Was to either have our own products, whether it's a digital like installation, like how to install small wood stoves in tiny spaces, or to physically deal in and sell stoves. So that's what we are in the process of doing right now. Is we have uh, two little wood stoves that we are going to carry physically carry, um, kind of deal in and. yeah, right now we're doing a, a pre-sale of these stoves. So, so I guess just to rewind here a little bit, anybody that is interested in business um, needs to read the book. Uh, what is it called? Well, when I think of it, I'll add it in the show notes, but it's uh, – uh, dang, what is that? Anyway, the book talks about these, uh, these leap of faith assumptions that business people have. And I'm an entrepreneur and I have tons of leap of faith assumptions. I see, you know, other businesses doing things or I see different needs in the market. And I say, hey, if if I had this, people would want it and buy it. And that's an assumption. It's not tested. It's not tried. It's not true. And too often business people take this leap of faith assumption and they dive right in like it's it's the gospel. And uh, so the book talks about ways that you can test these assumptions. You can basically validate them, dramatically reduce the risk of launching into that business. So basically, as soon as possible, you try to validate uh, your assumption. Try to make it into uh, not an assumption but a, a fact. One way that we're trying that with our with our tiny wood stove site is instead of getting cash or investors or you, you know using a bunch of Money to buy a stock of inventory is to offer a substantial discount to people that are interested in the stoves that want to buy it for pre ordering. So, yeah, right now we have two stoves. We have a little Pipsqueak out of uh, the UK, which is a little cast iron, little really cute cast iron stove that's really lightweight. It's like 40 pounds. People put it in wall tents, yurts, teepees. Um, people also put them in, in uh, sailboats, in tiny houses as well. I think the BTU output is like, ten thousand BTU. Uh, really st- small, little stove, but it puts out some some good heat. Anyway, so we're we're off, going to offer that stove, and the uh, the quantity to pre order is twenty four, and so we're offering twenty percent off the uh, the retail price of five ninety five. So you can get it for four seventy five, and then after that, it would just go to the, the retail price. And then we also found a uh, a cook stove. So as we, as we started thinking about our kind of our next steps and where we want to be, uh, we want to build this little tiny house. We want it to be off-grid. And for an off-grid home, the heart of it is your wood stove because an off-grid home, it, it's creating your, your heat, obviously. It's heating up your water. You can cook on it. You can bake on it. So cook, sto- cook stoves are the heart of an off-grid home. Well, we are looking for a small cook stove that we could put in our little 300-square-foot house. And, uh, there's one that I liked in particular. It's the Vermont bun baker. Uh, but it's, it's really heavy and the footprint was pretty big and, but it's kind of a, so you have a firebox and then you have a stove kind of on top of it. And it's, it's uh vertical where a lot of wood uh, cook stoves are kind of horizontal in configuration where it takes up a lot of space. So anyway, I began looking and searching for different options and I stumbled across this just modern looking, awesome looking stove out of Greece. And, uh, it's about half the weight of the uh Vermont bun baker the Vermont bun baker uh is like four hundred pounds the this little wood small wood cook stove is like two hundred and thirty five pounds and uh the footprint is like uh twenty inches by eighteen inches and it stands thirty six inches tall so it's counter height and it would be perfect little addition to our three hundred square foot tiny house the uh the heat output I mean it has a decent sized firebox so the heat output is uh, I think it could heat up to like a 1,000 square feet. But um, it only has that BTU rating if you're burning the wood. So, I mean, if we have it in a smaller space, we could not, you know, pack the firebox full and, and it would heat our our space sufficiently. It would heat, you know, overnight. where are our little wood stove right now. Like, we have to stoke it every three or four hours. Um, anyway, it has a little, little oven on top and um, it's a fraction of the price of... Any, any other one you can get in the United States right now so the bun baker which is kind of uh, um, the bottom end of cook stoves as far as price goes and size is like 2800 2800 bucks and um, yeah we're offering this uh, small wood cook stove for 1895 shipped and freight is <laughs> it's quite a bit uh, but right now you can get it for 20 percent off um, at I think 15 15 25. Shipped, So awesome deal it's it's such a great little stove for little cottages or cabins or tiny houses. Uh, might be a little big for RVs but um, it could it could work. Um, and also it's, it's great in traditional size houses too if you wanted a kind of a backup heat source and a place you could cook and bake and it's a great looking little stove. Um, so anyway that's what we're doing on tinywoodstove.com do, launching this pre-sale. And then eventually, if we get those orders, then we place the orders, we bring in the stock, and we use any profits to kind of get any, uh, get additional inventory and then start carrying those. And eventually, we'd like to have accessories like heat fans and flue pipe and thermometers and uh, fire starters and, yeah, just have a little uh, little online shop, provide uh, heat sources for tiny spaces. So that's our, our current kind of project workload and some people might be wondering like well, what does that look like on a daily basis so for us this fall which we just finished outdoor school and we would typically kind of start our traveling circuit so we would we usually go through Montana and hit up Missoula or Bozeman and then um kind of explore the mountains as we travel down to the Midwest to see family for the fall well every every time that we change locations it just it throws everything off so Kids' sleep schedules, uh, our eating, you know, our eating gets thrown off, uh, the budget gets thrown off, um, our work schedule gets thrown off, and while it's fun to travel, it just kind of messes everything up. So we have these specific goals where we're trying to leverage our income, get these business businesses kind of running, yeah, generating more revenue. We felt like we needed to kind of stay put and um, get to work, so... Our current work schedule is Shay works Tuesdays. Uh, we go to the we go to a little community center here in town, and there's uh, there's play care. The kids absolutely love it, uh, so they can play for two hours, and then we can go in the cafe and kind of sit down and and get to work. So Shay works Tuesdays, and then I work Wednesday and Thursday all day, and then we go Monday through Friday for two hours. And so Monday we just go work the two days and then we we all come home and and, uh, hang out and do stuff, just be together as a family, go to the library, go to parts, explore, whatever. And then Tuesday uh, I'm with the kids and I'll take them to just, yeah, go do stuff with dad. And then Wednesday and Thursday uh, I go work and then Shay has the kids. And then Friday is, uh, yeah, family fun day, getting ready for the weekend. And then Saturday and Sunday we don't work. Yeah, this with this schedule we're able to to do probably over over forty hours and I'll wake up pretty regularly before the kids get up at like five or so and try to get a couple hours in. So in the past, our work schedule has been I mean, we have especially this last year because Ryder was a little not sleeping infantile and it was just kind of brutal. It was the year of no sleep. But yeah, we didn't work a whole lot. But with this new work schedule, it is—I mean, our pro- productivity has just skyrocketed. We've, we're getting a lot of focused work time, which is is what we need right now. Yeah, we're together. Shay and I both are working basically forty hours, roughly, and then we still get lots of focused time with our kids. Um, we don't have to put them in daycare full time. It's not necessarily the ideal, but it's 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 working pretty pretty darn good right now. So we're we're uh, we're very happy with it. Another thing this this new work schedule does for us is it gives us, I mean, the time that we are spending as a family, it's it's more intentional, it's more focused. So in the past, we'd kind of be frustrated because we'd try to be working around kids' nap times. They may or may not nap, or we might try to be working while they're kind of around, and kids would kind of get neglected, and we would just be kind of divided, and it wasn't working for the family, it wasn't working for our business, wasn't very productive. So this work time is it has very clear kind of work times and family times. So it's tons easier just to disconnect and say okay, well, I'm going to do that during, you know, my either early morning session or in the afternoon on, you know, Wednesday or Thursday. So it's it's really helped both our work time and our and our family times. So we're we're psyched about it. It's working great. That is what we are doing to try to leverage our income, try to be intentional with our income, uh, try to be intentional with our family time, but try to have kind of a, a balance of the two. I'm sure it's still going to be kind of a, a struggle in trying to, to work all that out. Uh, but it's, it's, a, it's a step in the right direction, I think. We would love to start construction kind of on our, on our whatever our, our house is uh, this summer, and then get land, you know, soon thereafter. And most of these projects that we're working on, we're investing, they're very, very kind of sweat equity investment like up front that we're spending a lot of time and doing right now. But with the hope in the future, like once we get TPT's product line kind of updated and done and launched. There's going to be some time promoting, but it's going to be you know it's going to be live, it's going to be up, and you know sales will come in, and we don't necessarily have to be creating or doing anything. And with the tiny wood stove, I mean that we're going to have to promote, we're going to have to answer questions, emails, and we're going to have to package and ship and go through the process of importing and all that. But yeah, the profit margins look pretty good, and it might be such that we could you know uh, pay someone a, a part time, maybe even full time salary to do that for us so that we could still have time devoted as a family and or maybe on our homestead or, or traveling or whatever we want to do. That's kind of the end goal is is not to necessarily trade our time for money but to build kind of systems and put things in place that pay dividends over time. So that wraps up this episode. This was supposed to be a short. I was thinking like 10-15 minutes but I kept rambling. We're pushing on to uh, 40 minutes here. Um, thanks for listening to my uh, nasally congested self. And yeah, I hope this was beneficial to you. If you have any any questions about any of this, about what we're doing, or um, just maybe even looking for some feedback on, on projects yourself, head on over to the show notes and leave a comment. We'd love to uh, connect and engage with you over there. Again, that is livinglightly.com podcast-7 oh, excuse me livinglightly.com podcast7-5 uh, yeah, evidently you can't do 7.5 and last but not least, if you are in the market for a sto- uh, a wood stove for your space whether you have a traditional size space cook stove is a, would be a great addition or kind of a, a smaller space the pipsqueak is a great little quality stove they're on special, 20% off plus free shipping. We launched this, um, our pre-sale uh, two days ago. We've had um, a lot of interest, a lot of, uh, had a handful of sales. So I don't think it's going to last too long. So if you'd like to get in on that, you can visit tinywoodstove.com. Until next time, this is Nick inviting you to live intentionally.